I don't know what is it. What is that monthly free weed bill around here? What is it? Twelve thousand, twenty thousand, forty, some shit like that. Twenty thousand dollars a month in weed yeah. a month, yeah. just to, for you guys Let, to consume. More, more probably, than probably, more probably. Than probably. Yeah, it's probably yeah, it's more than that. Probably twenty thousand dollars worth of weed in a month. Probably forty, huh? I don't know. It's a lot. Yeah, it's forty. Yeah, it's forty. Forty you know thousand dollars. Yeah. I got great news. If you're a hot boxing fan and you want to win a free toad t-shirt or tank top, head to hotboxingpodcast.com slash giveaway to sign up to win now. All right, all right. I'm in there. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Evan Britton. I'm Mike Tyson. Yes, sir. And we got the man Jason Lee in the house. Yeah, I'm here. I hey, Jason. How are you? I'm pretty cool, brother. <laughs> I'm surprised to see you smoking. Why, nigga? Because I wasn't as in tune with how high you get. Oh, that's the, the highest form of thinking. Listen, I got out the car on the street and I fucking got high at the driveway. Yeah, really? You can smell it coming yeah, in. Well, that's what we do here a lot. Clearly. Know? Yeah. We smoke a little weed. Welcome. Thank you for welcoming me here. Yeah, Absolutely. Pleasure, man. So tell us about your blog, man. How many fucking um, people are watching you? Uh, I mean, we get about 180 million impressions a week across all the platforms. 100 million what? 180 million. Mm. Tell me about that. What does that mean? 100 million, 180 million people are just checking you out. Yeah, they go to all of our stuff across all our platforms. So we're active on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, our website. Um, have a podcast as well. Um, I've been. What def- is it? How, how, come, how come he has all this shit and we don't? You guys are now. I watch you. Y'all got a whole situation. This is like real. We yeah, started. We started off just as a hobby, and I mean, it's kind of grown into a pretty. It's a hobby for us too. Nigga. We ain't never do this shit. <laughs> yeah, but y'all just had L up here. Y'all haven't. Y'all already opened it. But you're, you're a legend. So, and I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, everybody wants to come and talk to Mike. Talking. Man. I know. I was out here. Um, I definitely heard about. You're the not Toad scared story. though. No, but but I'm scared. No, I'm not scared. No, I'm loving people in here, man. It's all love in here, but I'm not scared at all. Like I I was telling my team on the way over here, it's so crazy because I grew up in the era of Mike Tyson boxing, and that was when you knew the '80s, nigga, or the '90s. I mean, I was born in '77. Are you serious, nigga? I just got good skin. I'm 41. Yeah, man, 77. Yeah. So you're I, good. I thought you were my age. How old you are you? You're gonna be 42, though. No, you're a baby, huh? You may be what 42. I'll be 42 in August. Yeah. I grew up Crazy. in the era of watching, you know, you kill everybody in the ring. And now you, coming here you. and you're just the kindest, sweetest. I need to get to this toad story at some point. All right, go ahead. I want to yeah. do it now. Let's okay. hear this shit. So, so I've never heard anybody smoke a toad. But what oh. is, how would a smoking a toad? Load that and break it down. Please, somebody. Okay, so the Sonoran Desert Toad <laughs> hibernates for 10 months a year, comes out um, during the wet season. And they collect these toads and they milk them. They have these these glands on their body that secretes this venom that contains 5-MeO-DMT. 5-MeO-DMT is really the top of the pyramid of... I know you, nigga. <laughs> I've never stole from you. I've never done anything bad about... I've never written a bad story about you. I'm a fan. I'm surprised I'm here. I mean, y'all are going to figure out you made a mistake at some point, but I'm just thankful to be here. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> It's multidimensional, though, this life, man. You know? Maybe you met him somewhere else in a dream. You know? I've had that a lot, dude. <laughs> I'm going to figure it out before I finish this interview. All love. So, yeah, absolutely. Good vibes from you. 
Jay. So my co-host Melissa is definitely going to want to fuck you, and she's definitely going to want to get high with you. So we uh, we want to figure it's out. about sex and highness. This is fucking. It goes together like fucking water and bread. Yeah, Melissa, thank me later. Water and bread, baby. So five meo DMT powerful compound comes from the sonoran desert toad they collect this venom on a piece of glass they dry it overnight now you can scrape it off you put it into a pipe you smoke it and you go and you know have an experience of god people are cured of addiction and depression and anxiety it helps in myriad ways and mike had a really powerful experience with it I have not done that. I've done ayahuasca and DMT, which is like a step below. It's still a psychedelic, entheogenic, which means it's a compound that creates an experience of God within yourself. So Mike had that experience. Yeah, but is it like like an experience with God, like hallucinating type of thing, or is it? Listen, that's interesting that you say that. Um, because my friend is just hell bent on making me do mushrooms, and I'm like, I'm oh, not mushrooms doing mushrooms. is fucking off the hook. But mushrooms is not even on the same level as this, right? You ever hear about the toad? Like I died, As my breath. Everything of an ego death. Everything's dead. Um, I'm stripped from everything that everybody think that I am. I don't know if I'm a bitch or a fucking. I don't know what I'm afraid of. It's just all the feeling that I'm feeling. It's almost like you do me, God. Dying have to be glorious. Cause life is glorious. So life can be glorious and death wasn't glorious. Realize after this experience, when you wake up, um, there's no more fear of death, and you know your only purpose is to worship God. Really? Yeah, and you're nothing. Everything that everything that you you know, anything that you love, everything you love right now, you're willing to kill and die for anything you care that if that's yours, you forget about it. it. Don't exist no more. Nothing exists. But then, what's the purpose after that? Hey, you're nothing. Wow. That's what the purpose is. <laughs> but I don't want to get high to find out I'm nothing. Like, oh, no, no, listen. That's how you're going to feel when, no. when, you really, when you realize that I'm about to leave here 10 minutes or so from now. Like when the time is your death, you got to realize, you know what I mean? Nothing matters. No, it's nothing paradoxical. It's bigger than you. It's really bigger than you. And our ego doesn't mean nothing. It's an illusion. You feel more inspired in your mission as an individual coming out of those experiences because you are now – Conducting yourself, acting in a way that is driven by, I am a, a, a particle of spirit, the great thing that we're all a part of, and I have a mission here to do whatever it is. You know, For me, it's to help people heal, to spread positivity, and to shift people into a higher level of consciousness. I don't know what that is for you. You know, for Mike, it's about you know, changing the way people see the world, you know, and, and releasing a lot of pain for people. Yeah, and it does change the way you see people and the way you, you know, me see yourself and the way you talk to people. You know, you're not making these decisions about what you're going to do with your life. There's a path. There's a divine path that is connected directly to the source of everything that is guiding you. 
and you know, guiding you to be the best possible you you can the be. The best you you can But is be. that just being super high? Like I feel Oh, like- no, you don't get high. It doesn't get you high. It doesn't get no, you. No, high. you don't get high. That's the interesting That's thing. You, you're not high, <laughs> you know? nigga. So what? It, but it puts you out. No. no. Well, listen. It t- listen, you listen, man. So let me explain this. Oh, but man, it, I will. Oh, so, oh, DMT, so, it, so you have a pineal gland, mm-hmm. the third eye. Okay. It's a, it's a, <laughs> there's a part of your brain that releases DMT. Okay. We create it in our in our brains, and so what they believe is you get two hits of DMT in your lifetime. This is one explanation or theory about it. So you get one hit when you come into being in your mother's womb and you get one hit on your deathbed. And they say that it's the portal of the soul. So this molecule is what takes our spirit from the physical realm into the spirit realm. But what if you get in that portal and get stuck or well, you don't you make don't it get, through? You don't get yeah. stuck. These things, have, they're thousands and thousands of years old. Okay. You know, people have been using we these take, all around the world. Um, an incident where someone's taking it. Would you like to see oh, that? Yeah, I want to see that. So when you go in as Mike Tyson, the Mike Tyson, because I have an image of who you are. Yeah. Of course, being watching you over the years, you co- you go in there and you come out completely different. Whoa, yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You come up definitely more humble, I believe. And what everybody thinks about, listen, one experience, I did around five times, but in one experience, right, I got in a situation where I was, I didn't see nobody, I didn't see my body, wasn't there, it was just my feelings. And I had the feeling of everybody knowing all my secrets. The whole world knew everything I did that I would never want them to know. And I had the feeling of everybody knowing, and that feeling was like, whoa. But did it feel freeing, or did uh, it feel scary? I mean, at first it was scary, then it became liberating. Yeah, liberating. Yeah. Well, it I definitely, matter. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't get high. I mean, I do want to get into edibles. Last time I did edible, I, I, edible, I thought I was dying, so I, I don't do anything. But um, You should take the toad out, dude. Nah, that sounds scary as hell, honestly. Nah, the, the like, about you I ain't trying to get yourself. in the portal. My, my team will look at me fucking crazy if, nah. I talk about, if I come into the team meeting and I've had a whole new reevaluation your of life because of a team, toad. Your team will worship you and want to be where yeah. you at. I don't know. That's kind of scary. I think you'll be. Who is this guy? This guy. It would be scary for real because I'm already a lot sober or, and a lot not high. <laughs> no, we got to get you high yet. That's what the form of getting high is all about. I need to learn new ways of getting high, though, because smoking, just my lungs aren't made for it. It's, and then, you know, I don't really know about, again, that edible game. I, I ate a candy bar. I really thought I was dying. Yeah. No, that happened. It could be scary. Listen, man, I used to, listen, I lost, um, and that's, when I'm the scary. kind of guy, right, I'm an extreme kind of cat, and I'm not the guy, I can't do this. I can't, like, all right, I could take, um, a, you know, a, a piece of cake. I don't do that. I got to eat the, devour the whole cake. Else I'm not going to eat it at all. I can't. That's how I live my life. You know, I get, sometimes I eat, I eat, I get 70, 80 pounds. Won't work out either. Why? I don't know why. And then I have to go back and get starved and living my life like that again, miserable, not eating anything for months and working out and stuff. And um, I do that. That's just my life. And I can't stop doing that. I don't know why I do that. Wait, so I always wondered this now that I'm here, now that I'm sitting in front of you. Why are you and Floyd not best friends? I don't understand. You both are like the best fighters that ever live. Fearless. I mean, global conversational starters, mega brands, but also just seemingly very 
humble people. I mean, privately, you know, Floyd's humble privately. You think that nigga's humble? Uh, privately, I think so. Yeah. I mean, with me, he's humble. I, I feel like I have a very humbling effect on people. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You, I don't know. I just kind of thought you guys. I thought there would be like a click of like champions that just hang out. The I'm Champions just, Club. The Champions I don't Club. know. Sometimes I do want to click with him, and then sometimes I say, "Fuck, we're two different species of niggas." <laughs> That's just the way it is. Well, yeah. Well, and you're married, right? Yeah. I apologize to your wife watching. I didn't know. I just saw the ring after my comment. We like you, dude. Nice. My mouth is just so reckless. Um, It's really nice of you to share that. But listen, uh, I don't know. I'm. I don't know. I don't hate Floyd or anything like that. Oh yeah, no, he's never said anything negative. I just thought you guys would be friends. I like to talk shit. I would love to see you two together. We need to figure that out. FaceTime the nigga right there. Jason, so do you guys do... FaceTime the nigga, Jason. FaceTime right now? Yeah, right now. Let's talk. Just you want us to talk? I, I don't know if he's going to do an interview right now. No, tell that nigga yeah, to just talk tell to him you. Say you what's up. Friend, right? Call Let him. Let me text him. Tell him I said hi. Oh, well. I'm going to tell him to FaceTime me right now. I don't know where he is. Tell him Mike says hi. <laughs> I'm going to tell him that I'm doing Mike champion Mike Tyson. Do you care? Do you care to be referenced as the champ? Nice to Mike Tyson. He know my name, nigga. No, I know. I'm just saying. In ge- I'm just saying in life. Nah, nigga. I'm saying in life because now with this whole euphoric experience with the toad, it's fucking toad. That now, I mean, like, do you do you like the fact that we all still look at you as like one of the? Nah, listen, it's my life. Um, I don't. Um, I don't like that guy. Who? The champ. You don't like being the called the champ. I don't like him personally. Floyd? No, me. Why? That guy, Mike Tyson, the champ, the the baddest nigga on the planet. I don't like him. You don't? Nah. Why? I have my reasons. Do you have a problem with us liking him? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, because yeah. to, to, yeah. to some of us, that was in a group home like me. I was in a group home watching me you. Me too. I grew up in a group home too. Yeah, you were like. You were the epitome of greatness, you know, for somebody that, I mean, although I'm mixed with Italian, I was a young black man in an mm-hmm. urban community. And just to watch you just be the best every time you got in the ring was, you know, it was amazing. So, like, on the way over here, I'm like, he clearly, I don't know how I got here, but thank you. Cause- I don't know. Listen, everything's meant to happen for a reason. Yeah. Nothing's coincidental in life. Yeah. Nothing. It's just it's meant to be. It was meant to be. You know, even when you're first born, your life is... Really, um, you think you you think you you know you're navigating your life, but you're not. Yeah. You know, it's just meant to be. If you say that, why didn't I, if I jumped in off the track right now, my life would be different. But you wasn't meant to jump off the track. It just happened. You no, know, God ordains our life to be the way it is. Yeah, but being the champ also, I think, resembles being the best. And I think we should all like, shouldn't we all strive to be the best at whatever we do? Because that's what the champ represented to yeah, me. Yeah, we should be the best. Everybody should be in the best in what they do. And um, my perspective on the best was, was because, um, listen, I didn't um, become a fighter because um, I liked his technique. He was awesome. He was, he was smart. I liked the fighter because um, I liked the way the reporters talked about great fighters. I've read about great fighters in the 1890s. <clears throat> and I've read how the, purpose, the people wrote about them. I said, fuck, this guy's, like a, this guy's almost like um, he's talking about Jesus. 
And um, that's what attracted me to fighting, the, um, the way the reporters wrote about the guys. Mm. Yeah, I, somebody asked me outside what the purpose of life was. I'm trying to figure that out. I mean, I know what I do is not my purpose. It's my passion for sure. I think your passion provides you the platform to, to live out your purpose. But, I mean, I know ultimately I remember I'm still the group home kid. You know, all the experiences I have, I just went to the – like I said, I just I, – I wake up every day and I just say I'm thankful that God has allowed me to, like, make it through because, uh, you know, I've had a lot of friends that have died. I've had my – just just a lot of things have happened over life where I'm like, wow, like there's no way you can't acknowledge that there is a God. Funny story. So I'm on Wilding Out. We're in Atlanta. I wasn't high, but I was hanging out with somebody who was high. And we got to talking and he was smoking weed and he goes, and I said, you know, I'm just thankful to God for all these opportunities. And he said, which God? And I said, well, hold on. We, we're not going to do that because I'm not going to let you question my God. Not in front of me. Y'all could do that privately. And a few days later, he lost his job. He lost, he got, Nick, I guess, fired him. Shout out to Nick, he did a great job. And I thought, like, there you go. You know, for me, my purpose, I think, has been grounded in the fact that I know, no matter how much fear I'm having through a situation, that there's faith, I'm going to make it through, because I believe in God. So to look at somebody like that, just dis- just dismiss God and just this or whatever, and then the next few days, like, lose the opportunity God gave him was crazy. Listen, um... It's interesting you think that, but I think certain ways too. I think um, God, whoever it may be, the universe or whatever, um, our thoughts and stuff are so inconceivable to him. You know, um, well, well, we can't even imagine talking to God. We can't even imagine God. We can't even put, draw a picture of God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's inconceivable to us. Mm-hmm. No matter how smart we believe we are, how smart we actually are, God is still inconceivable to us. Mm-hmm. And still we believe in him. You know, yeah. So, um, in my perspective, you know, what I mean, you're a religious man. Um, I'll say I'm spiritual more than that. I don't go to church every Sunday. But the only reason we know about religion is because people told us about it, and people told our mothers about it, and our fathers about it, and then Jesus and Christ happened ten thousand years ago, whatever, and that happened. But the only thing we know is basically from word of mouth of what people told us, but we actually don't know the truth how we got here. What is our purpose? But, I, I mean, we don't believe we came from monkeys. I mean, I don't believe there were monkeys walking on the beach and then they— I don't know. How do you know? I don't believe that. But that's just your belief system. Maybe it, a lot of people yes. do believe that. Everybody believed different Dor- Darwin, Darwin believed that. That's the name, Doran? Darwin. 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 And he was pretty that. smart, allegedly, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> absolutely smart. I just throw out allegedly here and there to stop me from getting in trouble. Yeah, but, you know, we don't There are know. a lot of holes. That's there. why we have those thoughts, because we don't know. We all really don't know. I can't tell you anything. I can't. We really don't know. We only know what people tell us or what we really believe. So what is the purpose of life, then? That's what somebody asked me out there. I don't know. You know I guess what maybe it probably I don't know. is? What? To be the best you could possibly be. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with that. That's what LL Cool J told me yesterday, to be the best you could possibly be. Yeah. Be at your maximum potential and then share it with the world. Yeah. Okay. Then maybe I'm on track. I do believe I do believe I'm becoming the best at what I am. I mean, I, I feel like it still requires a lot of work. 180 million impressions is great, but I want 180 billion impressions, you know, and, and, and I don't even think there's ever enough. I mean, I don't look at the money part because the money comes with the success. I think the money comes with... Um, a hard work and being dedicated to that hard work because I've seen a lot of money come and then I've looked at my account like where we put all that money oh well we reinvested it in the brand we weren't out buying Bentleys and fucking planes and all that we are literally investing in people infrastructure building um, and and building our community because I feel like 
you know, I look at like a Oprah. You know, people feel what they feel about Oprah personally. You know, is she canceled after what she did to Mike Tyson? I mean, Mike Jackson. I don't know. Uh, she was on my show for a little bit, but. You know, she came from nothing and she built her audience focusing on being who she was. And out of that came the riches and everything else. So I feel like today, a lot of the younger people I run into, especially people that just moved to L.A., I won't even waste like 30 minutes with somebody telling me their whole vision for their stay in L.A. I'm like, if you're not coming here and getting grounded and exploring where you play a part in all this and how to bring everything here into your world versus you being in everybody else's world, you're going to be on the next flight home anyway. So I can't even invest in getting to know you. Or selling your ass in one of these corners or something. For it, well, back pages now, they go online apparently. <laughs> but, yeah, you will. Uh, I think you're right on, man. I mean, doing this show, hanging out with Mike, getting to know Mike, meeting guys like LL Cool J, Snoop. Tony Robbins, like these fucking guys. You look like Tony Robbins. Thank you. <laughs> when you walked out earlier, that good you? or bad? I don't know. I don't know. Tony's a good looking thing. guy. Yeah, all right. Successful, very it's clean. Good. Square jaw. <laughs> awesome person. Yeah. Awesome guy. Um, but it's really the common thread to me is exactly what you're saying is these guys have just, they know exactly who they are and they've fucking cultivated the hell out of that through their own discipline, their own, you know, particular practices, whatever worked for them. And they have created this super fucking potent message that they just blast out into the world. Mm -hmm. They're meteoric type energies, you know, and I think you have a lot of that too, man, and what you're doing. And I think that's really, you know, why you are successful, you know, and why people gravitate to what you're saying is because you are, speaking truth into the world. How you, you know, know you're talking the truth? How do they that? fucking know you're talking the truth? Like, you could be fucking lying right now. No. What's the difference between the truth and the I lie? I just think Tell when me, you're speaking know, from Oh, you feel it from spiritually? Heart, you, you, yeah. You feel spiritual vibes from them? You know, you know when you're talking to somebody who's being tra transparent. Yeah. Listen, I'm... I'm 41, black, gay, openly gay, not closeted gay like a lot of the people in Hollywood. I'm very <laughs> transparent. What I think I say, what I feel I say, I feel like the honesty saves everybody time. And I don't care about being everybody's friend. What I care about is figuring out how do we create an ecosystem where young black boys or girls or people of color or people, period, around the world who are looking at us feel like they, too, could become great. You know, like me sitting here. You know, as much as I'm in the conversation, like, you know, I know you don't want us to gravitate to that image of who you are, but you are one of the greatest athletes to ever live. So and I know how important you were to all of us young black kids sitting around watching you, you know, win time after time, especially in a time where we believed because life served us this uh, perspective that we could not win. So I think that, you know, I don't I know I, what's great about I think what we're what we're talking about is that who you are to all of us as a boxer doesn't define who you are as a human being on this earth. And I've learned a lot just in being here from talking to the people around you. You have a lot of good energy and the whole being kind is, I think, um, uh, hopefully you now living out your purpose, which would teach me the longevity of being successful at my craft and then getting to my purpose and having the same success. Oh, no. That's interesting. Did you say that? Thank you. But um, Can I say one thing? What? What do you want to say? You can say anything. Mike, without that that guy that you don't like, this guy isn't possible. 
Well, I know that special, too. You know, I would never want to. You know, I think sometimes would you do it again, Mike? And I say, yeah, I was through this fucking shit. And then I fuck now, fuck it. I, there's so many things that you know, um, things happen and things I did to people. And even though you may say sorry, you could never take back. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you could forgive yourself, but you know, from a moral perspective and from your barometer, that that was wrong. Mm. Yeah, but see, you know, and you know, it's, it's how you. Um, I didn't mean to cut you yeah, off, no, but, but how you. Um, it's how you do your own clearance, pretty much. You know, it's how you handle your own clearance, and that's how I handle my inventory. Yeah, you know, you could say this, Mike, do this, but that's right. how I handle my inventory. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah. No, absolutely, dude. I mean, for me, the 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 I've done a lot of bad things. I've done a lot of good things. I've done a couple great things. Um, I try not to live with regret, only because I know there's a lesson in everything. I I tell the story. Me and my mother, when she she put me in foster care, I came out with tons of animosity. I was mean to her, intentionally mean. She could say, "Good morning, I love you," and I would, and I'm just being honest here. I would say, "Bitch, I ain't trying to hear that," because I was so angry. It wasn't until she was dying, well, a little bit before she was dying, we had you know reconciled and all that. And I was still, it was so hard to tell her I love her, even though I knew she was, you know, really ill or whatever. So I would send her flowers with a card that would say these are overdue. I would, I would send her tokens of my affection without me having to sit there and watch her uh, receive it, right? But right before she died, um, I said to her, uh, she said, I did the best that I can. And I acknowledged that, oh, she's telling me that she she did the best she could. She was limited. So I learned in that moment forgiveness, how it was for me, not necessarily just for her. I learned how to appreciate people's limitations, although they may not be able to live up to mine. I, you know, will continue to just allow the universe to bring together whatever it brings together, but do the best I can in it all. And I just remember, like, all the bad things led me through lessons that taught me to be greater. So I try not to regret it all because then it'll be I'll feel like my whole life was a waste, like everything I've been through that I don't want to acknowledge. Like it just doesn't matter. Therefore, did I matter during that time? Hmm. So I just try to accept it all good and bad. Yeah. I don't know. That's the dance, I think. When do we find out what's right and wrong? Do we ever? There's no right and it's wrong. It's just in your feelings. Yeah. yeah. There's you no know? right and wrong. You know, when, I'm, when, you're, under, is, when you're under the toe, you realize there's no right or wrong. But you're, but you're battling with demons. I'm wrong. I said, oh, my God, I shouldn't have done it. Oh, my God, he's no. And this and... Why? What are you tripping out over? Right. Nothing's going to punish you. Nothing's going to happen. But my, my, my perception that something's going to happen, I should be punished. This is bad. Oh, my God. Because when you're under the toe, every feeling you ever had, the first soda, the first cigarette, the first kiss, the first sex, the first everything, all those most it's just, um, it's fucking, um, expedient. And yes, anything. First, and you just. Don't, it is overwhelming. You're overwhelmed. You just don't know what to say, what to do, and you're just. Well. Existing. If it doesn't matter, why do good? You know? I think everyone wants to People be good. People know why, and listen. Everybody this is, this wants is to be good. Because at the end, when it's all over, we really believe, even the atheists, that we're going to have to pay for our sins in some way. We all believe that we're going to pay for something, and we're going to meet God. And I don't care if you're atheist or nothing. You know what I mean? Why would you just say, this is my life journey. I want to be good. I want to be good. Because it's a payoff, something good or bad. we got to meet somebody. We're going to yeah. meet somebody. Yeah. You know? You know the first, the first, the first Neanderthal. You know, it's an ugly monster. Probably had ingrown nails, teeth hanging, fangs. Looks like a monk. Probably couldn't even walk. They prayed to something. 
If it was a bug, a rock, or something, a flower. They had the consciousness. Their brain was as big as a peanut, but they knew to worship something. Hmm. Yeah, and I think if there were no people and nobody to love and or hurt, inflict pain upon, it probably wouldn't be a natural instinct to destroy the nature around you. Mm -hmm. It would be more of an instinct to utilize it and learn how to live with it and even help it prosper. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it? I think so, but I also think people, I mean... Say you're the first human, there's no other humans in this hypothetical situation, and you are, you wake up in a in a fucking jungle, in a forest somewhere, mm-hmm. and you know nothing other than you are of this landscape. But still... What would be your instinct? But still... I'm, I'm going to tell you what the instinct uh, history You know proved, nothing. History proves what our instincts was. Our instincts, our instincts were to build things unconsciously and To not, create. To build things that destroy the earth, to pollute the air, to contaminate the waters. I even say, like, I was just saying yesterday, I need to go on vacation somewhere like uh, Turks and Caicos or Maldives, something really sterile and calm. And I know me. I will get there and want to be on my Instagram or I want to be yeah. on my email. And, yeah. and I, like what you're saying, like in terms of like, I think the world does have a way of just sucking us into cycles where we're continuously on this cycle of having to do something when sometimes doing absolutely nothing but enjoying nature or just, you know, the raw earth is what we should be doing. I believe this, right? If all the ants in the world died, the world would die. Yeah. If all the elephants in the world died, the world would die. If all the trees died in the world, the world would die. If all the humans died, the world would flourish. If Instagram goes down, the world would die. You know? Yeah, that happened. But uh, listen, but if all of us died, the world would flourish. Yeah. And the world doesn't need us. Hmm. So what are we here for? To pollute the world, to destroy, get oil, all the oil that we get, we pollute it in the ocean and all the um, the gasket fumes and fumes and stuff. We put it in the air and it fucking cuts off. What's that thing? Our layer off? What's that? The solar layer? The, yeah, uh, yeah. The ozone layer. Ozone layer. Yeah. Well, I think people just don't have a sense of ownership when it comes to the climate or when it comes to the world. I don't even think, our, like, in just in terms of communities, we feel obligated to one another as much anymore. I feel like, I don't know, everybody's chasing yeah, well, something. so much isolation. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. For me, Mike, when I, when you give that argument, because I know that, I, I know of that, and you've said it before, and I know it's true. Um, my thing is then... Okay, yeah, we do all that. We're clearly great at doing that. It's fucking this place up and sucking it dry. And, you know, eventually if we don't change our ways and how we treat the planet and the environment and animals and nature, if we don't change how we conduct ourselves with that, you know, we are going to fucking pay for that. There's no doubt about that. Um, but so the other side of that coin is why are we here then? It's to help this thing fucking prosper and flourish and be as healthy and beautiful and abundant how as How do we do that by be. how do we do that by um, cracking the ground open and digging deep? We don't do it by that. Uh-huh. You know? 
We do it by utilizing the sun. How do we do it the by having these great the chimneys and these great factories well, that pollute our ozone layer? What do you think about How do we do it without that? What do you I'm think sorry. about electing people who actually believe that it's important to do that? Because Trump don't believe in absolutely. the climate. I know. He, he don't believe in climate change uh, and, and the ozone layer. and all. I mean, he don't believe in... He don't believe in global warming, but yes. yet he is the leader of the free world. You know, we don't. You mm-hmm. know, when they send these, you up. know, they send these things to um, what? What are they send to Mars and Jupiter? They're trying to get them find them for a place. That's not. We can never live on Mars and Jupiter. No. But know why they send these ask these um, astronauts, machine and, astronauts, yeah. because they want to get the minerals out of the the planet. Yeah. You know, I, I was me and Frenchie were talking today, and I was explaining. Do you know in Jupiter that it rains diamonds? Mm. In Jupiter, it rains wow. diamonds. If we if we land on Jupiter right now, we'll probably fall through the, the atmosphere through the and the diamonds, through the diamonds. Because it's for all Wait, actual years. diamonds? Yeah, look it up. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So does getting high make you more intellectual? Because I feel like you read and study and research more when you're fucking yeah, high. Yeah, I think you do. And that's why they call it high, because you're at a highest level. Well, it thought. changes your perspective, you know, your consciousness. The highest level, you can't think any higher. The higher you get, the the more um, um, intuitive you become. But after you get high for a while, does it make, do you at least balance it out? Because I feel like if I smoke No, something- sometimes I smoke too much. I shouldn't uh, smoke too much. Really? Chunks of yeah. diamonds may be floating in hydrogen and helium fluid deep in the atmospheres of Saturn and yeah. Jupiter. That's crazy. Yeah. What's more, at even lower depths, the extreme pressure and temperature can melt the precious gem. Yeah, but Literally you can't making live, it rain. It, it has carbon and shit. You can't. Um, you can't live on the planet. You can't breathe. And if you yeah. did fall on the planet, you probably sink in the diamonds that kill you, right? Yeah. You suffocate with the diamonds that suffocate you. If they put all those diamonds on this planet, it suffocate all of us. The animals, the water, everybody. We all die. Too many yeah. diamonds. Cash them in. No way. It'll kill us all. You can't cash the diamonds in? it be too many diamonds. It'll kill the whole planet. I just need a scoop of Jupiter. Where's Jupiter? It would kill the world. The whole world would die if you pulled it. It would be big enough. See, this is too depressing now. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. Is is death depressing? No way. Death is glorious. Really? That's another step. I went to church one day and the guy said, everybody wants to go to heaven but nobody wants to die. And that fucked me up. No, but listen. they They don't want to die because they don't know what's there. That's the only reason. Right. Once you have the belief in what's there, you're no longer And the toad will help you see it. Well, perhaps it did myself. I couldn't say what it's going to do to you. Yeah, I'd be too terrified. See, that's, this, this world is a base, fear-based world. That's why yeah. we all feel this way, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. You should not allow that to happen. Mm. You know, you're too sharp of a kid for that. I was called a kid. I like that. Yeah, listen, you're 31. You, 41. 41. Listen, Shit. you're not 52. You're not 53, Yeah, nigga. but 53 is young. No, but you're not But you're not 53. Not yet. Wait till you get to 53 and you realize 41 was young. True. You know what I mean? 31 is young. Yeah, 31 is really cool. <laughs> 31 is really cool. 31 is cool. So yeah. do you guys smoke like, I know weed, there's Bammer weed, which is like bad weed, right? Is that Bammer weed? Do they still have Bammer we weed? We have the best weed we in the world. We got the best weed in the world okay. here, brother. So this it's is Tyson like, Red. this is top line. The, you it's Tyson can't Red. get any better. It's cream of the so, crop. So do you get high off your own supply? Yeah. Um, yes, but. Um, in moderation. I don't know. What is it? What is that monthly free weed bill around here? What it's is a it? 12000 20000 40 <laughs> some shit like that. $20,000 a month in weed? Yeah. A month? Yeah. Just for you guys <laughs> to consume? More, more probably. Than more probably. Than probably. Yeah. How do you smoke $20,000 worth of weed in a month? It's a lot of weed, huh? I don't know. It's a lot. Yeah. It's 40. Yeah, it's 40. $40,000? Yeah. 
You know what's very interesting Fuck. is this place is super high functioning. Yeah, no this doubt about place it. is beautiful. Thank right? This place is, let me tell you something, I go to a lot of fucking places. This shit, I walk it's in. It's fit for what we do here. It's you so know, we nice. We do business, we smoke a lot of weed, we so try nice. to All right, wait. It's so nice. <laughs> oh, Jason, God. you were telling a story earlier mm-hmm. before we came in here mm-hmm. that I think you got to share with Mike because uh, it's insane. It, what, 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 what story was it? What was it? Which one? The blindfold, oh. the building in El Segundo. Yeah. A, so I was on my way out here. I was in the car and I was looking. I was like, damn, are we going to the fucking airport? Where are we going? But anyway, on, last time I, I came out here, Laz Alonzo, the actor, he, he, had, he called me up. I was out drinking with Melissa Ford, my co-host. And he said, I want you guys to, and Takara, I want you guys to go with me to a party. I said, okay, cool. We'll go to a party. We're drinking. We're already out. So we get in the car. As we're going to the party, he's starting to reveal to us that it's a different type of party and that we're going to be required to wear blindfolds when okay, we get there. I like this shit. <laughs> Listen. I like, I've been to some of these parties, nigga. So we, <laughs> roll, we roll up to an a yeah. open parking lot with a van and a white man with a tie on and a briefcase and like five white people standing in the parking lot. And they get out. He opens his briefcase and then he proceeds to blindfold all of us. And then... We're taken to this other building uh, by way of, I think, a car. I can't remember how we get there. By way, across the street. No, we had to walk. We had to walk really far, but it ended up just walking around the corner because they didn't want us to know where we were. We had to stand in line. Any long story short, when you go inside, <laughs> the party was all S and M. Uh, you had to do everything they told you to do, and every time you did, this do. is whose party is this, this again? Laz Alonzo knows this group. I'm gonna have to right, laugh. Yeah. Put up Laz pictures, know. nigga. Let's find the fuck Laz is. <laughs> so Laz, right. so put Laz in. Let's check this nigga. He's the nigga, right? Yeah, he's right. the yeah. <laughs> Alonzo A L. Yeah, there we right there. It's him. That's last. So every time the people at the party, at the S&M party, tell you what to do, if you don't do it, you have to take off a piece of your clothes. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, nigga. <laughs> so by the end of the day, oh, look by the end of the night, Laz was in his boxers. He had nothing on but boxers, and he was in bed with two women who I think had gagged him, and we were all... I guess on our knees praying. I don't know what was going. It's the weirdest Whoa, shit ever, bro. Yo, what happened? Last time you was in El Segundo. There's no phones. You can't bring phones in. It's very private. There's performances. There's din- naked dinner was he, parties. Was he fucking? No. Is this no putting Laz on blast? No, 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 no. Laz is on blast. <laughs> Laz is on blast. <laughs> this is not putting Laz on blast. We've talked. Laz is a Laz is a, a sex addict, probably. Huh? He's one of them black sex addicts. <laughs> to come to Hollywood to show he's a big buck. I can handle it all. Well, he does a lot of love movies, so he yeah. does a lot of that. Um, you know, definitely made me see uh, Avatar a lot differently now. You know, he yeah. was a star in Avatar. But, yeah, it was uh, quite an experience. Yo, they get so caught up. You listen, you get Crazy. caught up out here, man. <laughs> it was fun time. It's it's an actual production. You guys should go. Hollywood is a trip, bro. I love it. Oh, man. It's exciting. It's like a, it's like it's a weird. It's dark amusement park. You know, thrill, chills, and spills. <laughs> it really thrills, is. Thrills, chills, nah, this and is spills. This is what Hollywood is. Hollywood's like this. Um, Give us your I don't know. Um, we're a group of people, right? And we're different from these people, okay? And our job is to make sure we stay together, and not let these people into our shit. You know what I mean? Mm. And don't get caught up with these people because you're going to get left out with these people not being our shit no more. Mm. And that's how it goes. 
I always wondered this. I always wondered this. Because once you fuck him now, nigga, you can't fuck with us. Hey, we can't be around you no. Hey, we can't be seen with you no. Hey, can't fuck with you. Hey, we're not Harvey. We're not home. Hey, hey, we're doing something right now. It's no more. You're the man. You always my your kids are hugging me. I love your kids. I'm Uncle Mike and this and that. That's no more happening. You with them now. But sometimes these guys work their way back up in. They're hard. They stay. They stay maybe 10, 20 years. They stick to the grindstone. They work hard. They fucking grind and grind and don't kiss ass. And then one day, they're at their elite party, and this nigga comes back in. <laughs> you back, huh? You know, this is after making two or three billion dollars. I'm back, motherfucker. <laughs> well, the strong don't die. No, they come back. They do. They and, never and die. You, you know, I always tell people, too, like, do you on your own terms. Nobody, I, you know, I will say going back to Floyd, one thing he did teach me, just like own your own shit and don't let nobody control you, you know. And it's hard when you're building by yourself at first, you know, until you get people's attention. And then it gets easier, but it's still hard. But it's hey, listen, right? People are gonna always own us. We're never gonna be. We're, you think so? Now listen, really, you believe so? Why do you feel you own now, and only if you had money, you wouldn't be owned? No, I don't believe. If, that's why I said earlier, I don't believe the money isn't the driver. It's not the driver. It's building the audience and building the community. That to me is the driver. You, you think you actually are thinking right now? Do your consciousness is that yeah, what you're thinking right now? Of course. Who formed your thought? What I formed my thought? How did it form? I mean, you as an assessment. I know. Of the, how did your thought form? My thought is formed based on an assessment of everything in, I'm involved with or that I'm experiencing. At it's, that particular moment, you believe? Yeah, I mean, it definitely fires off against everything that makes yeah. me who I am. I think so. No. Really? Well, where, where does thought come from? No, I would think that um, my my thought came from what I saw, information. Yeah, I know, but sometimes I, what hey, you listen, I, I know that this is a cool car because they told me it's a cool car. But you ain't never seen a beautiful woman and said and found out, oh, that's a man. Sometimes what you see, you can look at somebody and you can say, that's a beautiful woman, and then find out it's a man. What you thought you saw ain't until you got more information. Now you know it's a different situation. No, it's not the information. Listen, it's still a man, but this is what I want. You know, I want this. I want what I see. I don't see the man. Mm. But when you get more information, then you can assess whether you actually want that or not. Yes. But, but at this moment, the information is, is uh, fucking incidental. I want that. And nothing's going to stop me from getting that. And mm. then when I get it, I get it. And then when I find it's not what I want, I dispose of it. Okay. Because that's the information, how I get the information. Mm. Unless they have a really big Adam's apple and then it's just the information's out. I don't know about that, but that's just that's how weird. I get it, you know. <laughs> this is fun. Nobody's useless. Everybody's useful. I agree to that. There's no such thing as useless yeah. people. Everybody has value. Yes. I agree to that. It's so crazy in the city, though. I don't think that's the majority opinion, though. I think people do feel like people are easily just, you know. Do you, you live here? Just, yeah, I live in Well, that's because we want instant gratification. You know, that's the new world. We can't get it. In the 80s and the 70s, if you want instant gratification, you worked hard for it or you took it. You know, this didn't work. And, and, and when that in the old days, it didn't happen overnight. Yeah. It takes years to build an empire. Yeah, well, it's interesting to hear you say that, Mike, because your way of thinking about it, of bringing all of this energy and just going all out, is so unique and sort of part of this, you know, how people get to be Mike Tyson or what's so inspiring about, you know, Mike, LL Cool J, you know, these superstars that show people how to be human and how to access 
all aspects of themselves, you know, and to be a full embodiment of who they are, you know, because I think so many people don't know who they are. Thanks, dude. But I think Thank that, you. I Thank think, you, Frenchie. Shout out, Frenchie. Fred. I think the dangerous part, I think the dangerous part of what you just said, though, for me, and I, I agree with everything you said, but there's, a, there's another side to it. Yeah. You know, I remember when Kanye West first came out and said, I'm a king, I'm a god, I'm this. Right, and people right. destroyed him. And he I is. thought, and I thought, he is. And I thought, he is. I am. You are. We are. We all we Everybody are. should embody the sure. belief that they are great. Yes. I don't care about your circumstance, who don't love you, but why do we wait until the world says you're great to say we're great? You know, I, I, I had a problem with it because there were there were times I would walk in rooms and I, I agree. And, and I would dim my light because I didn't want to try to look like I'm outshining people when naturally some people do no, listen, shine brighter than others. I don't others. interrupt people. Well, listen, um, people are funny. They know Kanye is great too. But the way he conducts himself, they hate to believe it, but they can't help it. They know he's great. Right. Why would listen? The corny shit Kanye say is basically affirmations what people say for success. And it sounds insane because that's what motherfuckers do. But he sounds insane. And that sign sounds of a leader. No doubt he got some mental fucking issues. Most leaders do. The delusional issue. I'm a god. Yeah. That's what all of us don't have because we're still stuck with no. We still have to pay our, our respects to the God in the air that we don't see. It's inconceivable that God could put somebody on the earth that could could be, you know. God-like. Or, God-like. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, you believe he did it to Jesus. You believe he did it to Prophet Muhammad. You believe he did it with, um, not Gandhi, what's the other brother? Well, those um, stories are spun as these are Buddha, divine individuals. About, yeah. You know, they're other. But how about the people that don't? Discover them. I don't say they're from God, and they can be from God. How do we know they're not actually descendants of God? Everybody, that was, everybody that was a descendant from God, we all hated. We all we all wanted to kill them. We all wanted to do something too bad to them. That's part of the lie. All right, so that's what we want to do to Kanye. <laughs> yeah, and I think no. more people should grow well, up believing that they are kings. Their parents, if you don't have parents, their community should make them feel like they're kings. And I don't think you should be persecuted. For wanting to be godlike, it doesn't mean that you're proclaiming to be God. I did feel like the sense of shame, people, and this was before the whole "Make America Great" bullshit, you know, him and Trump or whatever. But uh, it's funny, you know. I uh, my criticism of Kanye too. I did go to the the Sunday service thing that he has. Yeah, tell me about that shit. So That's I went to like probably the second one, and it was you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire, David Letterman, Kardashians. It's a small group of people. But then I broke a st- – and, and I've actually sat with Kanye, and I've sat in his house. I've been in his house. I've sat with him, and, and he, he, he we had a great conversation. But then I broke a story about Chloe and Tristan Thompson. Um, but I gave Chloe the heads up, and we're cool. Me and Chloe are cool about it. But then Kanye, I was disinvited from his Sunday service, and I thought what was so crazy wow. is I'm probably one of the people in the culture who drive the culture through our, our company that actually supports you. Yeah. And, and it's just funny that, like – we don't have to be there to know what you're doing because you're there and phones are there and people now social media, you can't fucking take a shit without putting it on Instagram, you know, but I just find it interesting how like, I don't know, man, this city is something else. I don't, I don't, I try to work in it, but not be of it. Like, and I just, I really no, that's not the right it. way to be about it, man. No it way. Listen, to you're too don't... emotional about it. You're being emotional. What's the other way? You're being, listen, if you're not smart enough to be my friend, fuck you. Yeah. Pretty much. Come on, man. Chill out, man. Get some fucking balls. Yeah, but no, I've told many people, fuck them. You know, tell Kanye, fuck you, nigga. Okay, fuck you, Kanye. Nigga. Nigga. 
Yeah, man, come on. Mike's stirring shit up today. Listen, man, but that's just what it is, man. You can listen. If you're my friend, you're my shit friend, fuck you. I could think fuck you to my friend. If you're my friend, fuck you, nigga. Mike, this is what I'm talking about, brother. This is what I'm talking about, you know? You inspire people to fucking speak from the center of their soul. How do you, you talk to your I mean? friend not hurting his feeling and not? Well, that's how you should be. Your friend, if you're supposed to love him, he's going to get in trouble if you don't check him. I oh, think yeah, for that sure. he's going to get killed. He's going to get in jail. He's going to get. He, you're not. You're going to be the one spending time with him when he's fucked up. And the let person me, and that let fuck me, him let up me, is not going to spend any time let me with put him. This out there, Kanye was never my friend. Let me be clear. Kanye, I brought Cardi B over to the house. Well, they they spoke, really wanted to know. But Cardi you say B. you hang out with them. No, no. What I'm saying was, I brought Cardi B to. The house. Time they them. really wanted to be friends with Cardi B. Sure, I'm just a byproduct of that because I brought Cardi B. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't even no real like synergy or energy type of shit. It was um, I was some other shit. So what's the Kardashians like, man? Talk to me about them. I why love, people talk shit about? Them? I like. I don't know if I like them, but why? What's I wrong like with them? them? What's I wrong like with them? them? I always talk positive about I the Kardashians. Think it drives awesome, people crazy. Right? Yeah, because talking they're shit doing things on their terms. Niggas jealous too, right? There's jealous. jealousy out there, right? Uh, you, I'm not fu- hey, I'm not fucking on nobody's side. I'm just saying this is the life this is life on life terms, motherfucker. I'm on the jealous. side of you motherfuckers that hate on the Kardashians are jealous. Because anybody that could take an opportunity like well not opportunity. Anybody who could take a lemon like that and turn it into a le- franchisable lemonade store, God bless them. I, I'm a store. I don't know nobody that fucks with them. Dude, it's a fucking they, empire. They, they look at me. I mean, fuck, they don't even want me to fucking. What do you look at that shit for? My, they you, need, you need to go to the Sunday service. The youngest one is a fucking billionaire. She started. Remember, she didn't have no lips when she was a little kid. Oh now she's God. a billionaire. They don't, none of them look the same. God bless them. No, I, I, God I, bless them. I, I respect them. I, anybody that hustle. Anybody that hustle. got to be jealous of them bitches, right? We had Ray Everybody J in here. Be, even them beautiful, really? bad bitches have been known for their beauty and their sexuality. Fucking bitches. Fucking my husband right now. A son sick like that, right? Mike Tyson like, baseball. Wow. Did you know about this? Cardinal, yeah, I know all my life about the yes. kid. Yeah, no, like Mike, I'm asking Jason. Oh, no. Mike, when was the first time you... Tell, tell a story a about kid. coming across this. Um, fuck. I, I remember I was in school one day and somebody said... um. Oh wow, your name's Mike Tyson. You're like the card, the guy from the Cardinals or something. I said what? And then uh, my brother had brought the card home. He's the collector, and he brought it. And I saw it. And it was Mike Tyson. I never forgot that. Wow. But then I found the Jewish Mike Tyson. There's a bunch of Mike Tysons in everything, nigga. Because there's an actor, Jason Lee, the guy from the, the yeah. There's a lot from of the Jason Lees. You know, Bruce Lee's son. And Bruce Lee's son was Jason. Oh, what? The Crow. Yeah. Yeah. So my Instagram is the only Jason Lee, and it pisses their fans off. Well, then we need to get some other Jason Lee's up there. <laughs> Jason Lee. All right, so put in some Mike Tyson shit. I didn't know what's going on. We can got my shit. What, what did I do wrong lately? Uh, right. What did I do right? Put in there what did Mike do right? Okay. Let's ask. What did Mike Fuck. Okay. Okay. Do right. Hey, honey. What did Mike do? I'm, I'm in a... Um, Podcast, yeah. I love you. Yes. Look at this. Oh. Mike Tyson looking superhuman these you. days. Oh, wait. Excuse me? No, it's the things you didn't know about the former boxer. All right, what is it that we didn't know about my black guy? <laughs> Michael Gerard Tyson. Gerard's yes, your middle my name? name, yeah. You know, Jed's full name is Gerard. Yeah. All right, Gerard. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So Cosmo. What am, so what am I doing, man? Well, Superman, I asked, what are you what doing? Happened? You look superhuman these days. Dude, you're doing a lot right these days, Mike. I think so, dude. Man, look at this, this place, this brother. Place is, this place is money. I walked up in here, man. Y'all got infrastructure. Y'all got vision board. Play y'all it, got play it, play plans. It. Did, you see, did you see our ranch? I did. I, I was oh. mad that, first of all, Adam here, who captures my life, he... He had two friends that went to your festival. I didn't even know about oh, it. Oh, shit. We getting ready Dope, to get, right? We're getting ready to get um, home. Good. Well, no, I'm not going to talk. Forget it. But we're getting ready to have some interesting stuff. I want to come to the be next dope. one. Yeah. Sure. October, brother. So is everybody going to be smoking out there? Mm. That's what we do. It's allowed. We have a liquor license as well. If you wanted to partake in that, that's you could do Sure. Yeah, you well. can do whatever you all right, so I'm focused on losing weight, so I still want to get high, smoke, but don't drink. No, stay away from the drink and listen, right? Yeah, I don't drink anymore. Suck the water down and just... Um, get a lot of water. Get on that treadmill, though. Just get on that treadmill. Keep moving. Always walk and moving. Get out. You know, you can start off with like 30 minutes, and then we'll be uh, working with maybe 15, 30, 30. Yeah. That's how I started over 15 minutes. I did 15 minutes, then from 15 I went to 30. Do what you can do. 30, I went to 45, from 45, now I'm at an hour. Really? Yeah, I did an hour and a half today, but that's how I start. Walking is a great thing to do. I was 320. How tall are you, though? 6'6". Six, 6'6". Six. Six, six. I played, you know, when I was in the NFL. I left at 330. Now I'm about 245. Mm. When I'm overweight, I can't even shit right. It hurts the fucking shit. Do you I'm know? fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. And, you um, can't shit. It's fucked. Yeah. It's fucked. <laughs> no doubt. You fucked. What's the, the famous Mike Tyson saying? If you can't fuck, shit. Shit. But if you can't, you can't shit, shit, fuck. fuck. <laughs> I learned that, that from Richard Pryor. Is, really, is it really your saying? <laughs> no, that's Richard Pryor okay. thing. Mike put it out there again. Yeah. Um, have you, do you know about intermittent fasting? I've heard about tool. it. I mean, is that just where you, I mean, when we when we didn't have any money, we intermittent fasted you know, all the time. We just didn't eat. Is sure. that what that means? Like where you just don't eat? You don't eat for 16 hours a day. So like from like 8 a.m.? 8 p.m. 16 hours. Say 8 p.m. till noon the next day. Okay. So you get 16 hours of fasting. And is then, that intermittent fasting though? It's you, intermittent okay. fasting. So you do and that And then what? you eat in an eight-hour window. Okay. And that helps. That helps. But your everybody body. now is. I'm so confused. Now there's keto. Now there's juice. I mean, I mean, you, you know, you just got to do what. Fuck it, die. Fuck it. Eat. Just eat real <laughs> food. Shit. You know, yeah. like just everything eat. that comes from the ground. Yes. Yeah, and from the trees. Shit's boring. No, but it's life saving. It's just fucking boring. Life saving. My so, sister died of obesity. Really? The whole family gets big and shit. I mean, real big niggas from down south, big. You know, where you can't fucking survive, you can't fucking function, you can't walk a lot. You know, your heart, your legs are fucking rubbing together and fucking burning and shit. You know, that's just what it is, you know? That's how it is. That's who we are. When they we, say- got, we can hide it with money, we can hide it with diets and shit, but when it comes to the fucking real deal and you, you're incapacitated and you can't really function, you got to be a fat nigga. That's what it is, you know. You can't stop eating. It's who you are. You do your vegan, but you know you you get fed up vegan food. Vegan food is the most fattening shit. You know, people say I'm eating vegan food, but that's some fattening shit. <laughs> if you can't function, you can't move, you can work out, you just gain the weight. When they say go in Mike's show and just start talking, you guys are gonna figure out a whole conversation just with no format, <laughs> and we did. Yeah, that's just what. That's it what is, we man. do, brother. We just have a conversation. Man, that, nobody can actually plan. You like, you got to come in here and be you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're looking to find out who the fuck 
you are. You know, yeah, you sit in that seat. We don't give a fuck, with, man. Dude. Who do you work with? You got any co-stars and shit? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Melissa so tell Ford us about your Dan. pod, your show. So we have a show called Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. Um, we started from, I, well, I started after I did Love and Hip Hop because I felt like they edited me one way and I needed a platform to sh- kind of control how we did what we did or whatever. So we started it about three years ago. We've had some really good guests on, but yeah, me, Melissa Ford, and DJ Damage. She's alive. She's still around. Melissa? She was messed up. She was in a bad car accident, but she's great. She's in really? London right now. Yeah, she's great. She bounced God back. She's great. Yes, he is, or she God is, is whoever's listening. Yeah. Some people think, oh, God's a woman. Okay, well, whoever your God is, my God is... I don't know. I don't even want to talk about what my God is. God, confu- God confuses us. <laughs> <laughs> He's omnipotent. He confuses everything. Yeah. In everything, everywhere. You guys seem so at peace. This is a level of calmness that I, you know, my doctor just gave me some medicine to sleep, you know, because now I'm in this deep sleep. I, maybe it's the frog medicine. I don't know. It's something, I feel really peaceful. Yeah. I feel more peaceful in here. Everything is calm. Jason, it's part of life growing up. Like you said, you're young. Um, yeah, I'm pretty, I used to be a savage. No, I know. Are you no, but I, no, I'm not. No, forget the forget inside the ring. From a human being perspective, I, used to, I didn't think about people's feelings and shit. Mm. Can you imagine that? That's all I conceive of now. If I'm hurting my wife's feelings, if I'm looking the wrong way, you know. I was um, said yesterday. Um, a young lady sat next to us, and I said, "Hi, how you doing?" And my oh, my wife, oh, I should never have said that. I don't know why, but it was just a common thing to do. And I said, "Wow, I shouldn't have said that." You know, and I used to wow, this is just, um, I said nothing. I remember um, 10 years ago, a few years, I would have been a fuck, fuck you, I do what the fuck I want to do. I'm sorry. And then, you know, fuck, things have changed, you know. Mm. Life just fucking changes. And I don't do the shit I used to do. That's crazy. And that's what happens when you get older. When you're 51 or 52, you're not going to be the way you are now. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So it's it's age or maturity just growing. Yeah, I didn't think I was when I was when I was in my 30s. I didn't think I was going to make it. Yeah, I I didn't either. I didn't think I was going to make it. It was really bad. I have a question, and I've always wanted another. Felt like that in my 20s. Yeah, yeah, you're so reckless. God, drugs and women, <laughs> reckless. Oh, yeah, shit. those weren't my problems. Sucked. But Don King, is his hair naturally like I would always Crazy. wonder this? Nah, he did that. Did he do that? Yeah, he made it. Because I mean, because fucking dick. Because I remember when the troll dolls came <laughs> out. Was it even natural? Nah, they made this. They wanted to look like a crown. Dude. Listen, when those oh. troll dolls came out, I was like. I would have copywritten that hairstyle back in the day, but yeah, I never trusted that hair. <laughs> <laughs> You're bad. <laughs> That's dope, brother. Well, what else? What else? Yeah, we what, got are going? Uh, what are you doing besides? What are you doing? Are you just acting, doing movies, no, producing did, shit? No, I just directing did, shit. I just did the 14th season of Wildin' Now. I did my fourth season with them. Uh, Nick Cannon, oh, with huh? Nick Cannon. Hey, tell me about that nigga. What's Nick about? So Nick actually came on my podcast, and uh, I just had left Love and Hip Hop and wasn't on TV. So I was like, "Yo, a nigga needs a job. What's up?" And he actually booked me on the show. I'd never been That's a comedian. Awesome. Tell me about those shows. You know that shit. Listen, I'm to, listen. I'm gonna keep it real. I think I'm have jealous of nigga on that show. Have you ever watched Love and Hip Hop? You want to be on yeah, there? Nigga, I'm jealous You've of ne- If he wants to come on Love and Hip Hop, yeah. I, I will oh, text I would never Jason. do that shit, right? My fucking, my wife would kill. But shabby, if I was younger, shit, but nigga, the Just niggas be bald. They have to look fun like a motherfucker. Yeah, but half those people don't even have shit. That's okay. It's just the fun of the situation. I mean, yeah, but- I give them, I put my shit out there and they have that. <laughs> nigga, you have to ask them just being around. 
on that shit. It's just funny. Oh, if they, heard, so if awesome. they heard, if they heard you They be talking do... shit. I know it's bullshit, but it sounds good shit, right? <laughs> Yo, let me tell you something. Shit, would bro. you ever do, would you do reality? Nah, no, I wouldn't do that shit. My whole family go up in fucking flames. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Yeah, but th- 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 this might. But Tyson. we have a show. We're getting ready to do one from um, Rolling yeah. with the Punches. Rolling this with shit. the Punches. Even the two. We got Mike Epps. We got. Y'all are doing everything over here. Y'all you know, got drinks. We got, we got all type Fucking of stuff. Snacks. Dwinks. Yeah, Dwinks. Yeah, we got Dwinks. You know, God has been really grateful. Uh, I've been really grateful to God, and He's blessed us, you know, yeah. doing good stuff, you know. For sure. You know, we could, I could have easily been on the other side of town, you know what I mean? I'm just very grateful. That's what I always. Um, that's gratitude is what I'm trying to say. So what do you think about my boy Anthony Joshua? You think he's what do you think about that fight? Crazy. Did you care? A mistake got hurt and shit happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think all of us he's gonna he can come back and win that. Yeah, he November. Get it back though. November. Got, his mind has to be right. He ain't gonna win it back if his mind fucked up. You know, his mind gotta be right. He gotta dedicate his life to doing this. Stay away from Drake. Huh? He gotta stay away from Drake. I don't know who he gotta stay. We gotta stay away from himself. <laughs> You know, That's when right. we go training, we go away in the, in the mountains. We're staying away from myself and our mm-hmm. thoughts. Is that how you train? Yeah. Really? In the mountains, away from everybody. It's the animals and the woods and stuff. And you're facing your demons alone. <sighs> mm. So dope. Well, his spirits are well. I mean, I, I he's a great guy. I hope he comes back. Hey, listen, his, his spirits um appear well to you, but in his mind, what's going on in his mind? Yeah. Fuck. You know, fuck. That's what makes them. This, this, this stage of his life is really what makes him. Yeah. You know, because we already have money now. Now it's all about, now who are you? Now you're dealing with adversity. Who are you? What are you going to do now? You're going to lay down now? And you say, hey, you got it. I don't want no more. You lay down and give it up. Do you believe in it? Do you got any fucking pride, nigga? What do you believe in? You believe in your ancestors? Believe in your mother, your father, your kids? What do you believe in? What are you going to fight for? And then it's up to him. I don't believe in shit, maybe. I got money. Maybe I don't believe in none of this shit out there said I was. And that's cool, too. But you just know who you are. Damn. Well, it's like, I mean, just that fight is such a good illustration of what you talk about, Mike. Like, you know, you might be a nobody. You get a title fight. Absolutely. Shot against the champ. Knock him out. You know, the whole story changes. The whole life changes. Whole life changes. You have a job for the rest of your life. Yeah. Somewhere they have a job for you. Yeah. He's talking about your glory days. That one moment for Buster Douglas' life, he has a job. Tell us about you upsetting Mike Tyson. What was it like beating Mike Tyson? He was invincible. How did you beat him? Yeah. You're nothing. How did that work out? They have that for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You were at the fight? Yeah. How was the energy in there? Oh, everybody thought he was going to kill him easy. I huh? mean, we were planning the after party. Mm-hmm. I, I flew in to party, wow. you know? Uh, me too. They did that with me too. They for the win. Me, oh, nigga, fuck. Nigga, I'm... I'm this dude's about to be I, champ no, nigga, again. I'm chilling. I'm fucking amazed and shit. I'm going to knock this nigga out. I'm knocked everybody. I knocked niggas out to knock them out. What's the problem with this nigga, right? So, as we know, that didn't happen, right? And now you have to deal with that. With yeah. yourself. Mm. Was that hard? Because oh, I... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, you arrogant fucking nigga. Who do you think you are? Do you really think you're God, motherfucker? You're a fucking uneducated nigga that just learned how to fight and you unappreciated piece of shit. This is how you treat it. You don't work out. You don't train. 
You got to deal with that. Mm. That, yeah. Yeah, I will say that um, I told Anthony, I don't think I can go to another. It's different when you watch your friends play basketball, you know, run up yeah. and down the court. When you see two people, that one that you know fighting in a ring for their title, like watching Floyd was stressful, but I always went in like I would watch you, like he's going to win. Yeah. I did that with Anthony. Second row ringside, and it was like the whole life of the room just was sucked out. It was really. But he's not dead. He's okay. So he don't want nobody <laughs> feeling sorry for him. So he's like, I'm good. You know, I'm gonna. I gotta get this together. I gotta. I gotta go back to London. I need to get. In, I need to be focused. I think mm. it was a wake up call for sure. I yeah. hope so. He deserves good things. He does. He's a good person. He yeah, deserves for sure. good things. Great yeah, person. And with, boxing is exciting though. With him, with him yeah. With Wilder, him. Fury. Like that whole group of guys, those young guys coming up, I think it's awesome. I felt like when you left, and even like when Floyd left, it kind of felt like boxing was kind of dead. Oh, it was. I feel like it you just know? really slipped away. It slipped well, out of we the both had awareness. To bring that. I brought the fucking scary bad guy, boogie yeah. guy, man, boogeyman guy, and he brought the fucking sophisticated fighter. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm smarter than you. That's why you can't beat me because. I'm, so, I'm uh, you're inferior and I'm superior. Mm. And it kills people. Ain't so fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that I'm superior. You're not in my. Yeah. You shouldn't even be breathing the same air. I'm but what's so crazy about you? I love think. And Floyd <laughs> would always play it too. Is like this guy's lucky to be fighting me. Look at him. He gets oh. to make a name for himself right. and gets to make all this money just coming to get to fight me. But so crazy watching both of you, and I remember like people would want you to lose, but we all knew you weren't going to lose. I don't know how they subscribe to the idea that you're going to lose. Mike, do you want to? Do you want that? No, I'm good. Bro. All right, brother. Now you know. Um, the blunts are good. Amazing. Nice. Listen, it's this. It's the um, what go? What can go wrong will go wrong. It's the like the what is it? It's like the fucking. It's like the witch's hex. It's a possibility. It's always a possibility. Human beings are meant to fail. They're hmm. meant to fail. It's guaranteed. At some point. Yeah, there's no fucking doubt about it. But when is it going to be? Damn. But keep betting. It's going to happen. But you, you thought that all your career? Huh? You, you thought that all your career? No, you didn't think that. No, I don't think that, but that's the reality. That's the reality. Okay. I told yeah. you, listen, only, listen, let me tell you something. You know, you, when you see guys, the great fighters, and you see them sometimes punch drunk and stuff like you see fighters, even when they're not really great fighters, the fucking the concept of being a great fighter, the, the the willpower, the determination, the intestinal fortitude, all that stuff that it takes to be a great fighter, skullduggery, everything, they all come out like that. Something's wrong with them. You can't be the great without that. You can't have the spirit of the great. When like they see a, a guy as an eight-round fighter and he gets brain damage, but it's not because he couldn't fight, because he had the spirit of a great fighter. He wanted it. He wanted to grab it. He wanted to be bold. He wanted to take that chance. And that's what happens to us. I wouldn't be surprised in a fucking couple of years. I may be twitching or something may be happening. That's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. How do you feel now, Mike? I don't know. I feel good, but I know there's something wrong. You ever felt that about something? Mm-hmm. You feel good, but something's not right sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Why did I get upset just now? Mm. That kind of shit. Yeah. Well, I think you're doing a lot to to put yourself in the best situation as possible mm-hmm. for as long as possible. I agree. You know. But listen, everybody in sports, even like Floyd, everybody is an unwritten law. When you sign that contract, and we've seen it as kids, we watched it. 
growing up watching boxing. He's seen I've seen everybody that watched boxing seen it in their life. When you write that concept, I want to be a professional boxer, it's an unwritten law that it's a possibility I might die in training. It's a possibility I may die in a fight. But it's there, but it's unwritten. We know that's a possibility. But we give our life up to be on the top of the chain of this fucking game. Our life means nothing. Be on the top. Fuck you. Find my life away. That's yeah. how it is. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. You didn't think you were coming in for this. I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. <laughs> but I'm glad I I'm glad I came, man. It's an honor for sure. It's great having you, man. Oh, anytime. I want to um, flip the I table. I hope we can get your fucking shit. You got 169. Oh, yeah, no. I wanna, yeah, let's come on. Can we come on your I show? I would love to bring my co-host here. We do it here. Let's do that. Yeah. Awesome. And dude. Melissa, I mean, she's going to love to smoke. She smokes. So. It's dope. No, yeah, I'm right. Well, we... We'd welcome we gotta you guys. We got to give her own fucking blunt and shit. My wife don't even want me to smoke the same blunt of a bitch, man. Oh, she'll smoke her own. She's cool. Yeah. Keep that yeah, shit yeah, fucking good. separate, nigga. Yeah. But equal. It's all good. Separate <laughs> but equal. Listen, well, thank you for having me. Thanks, brother. Love you. Really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Honor. Thank you. Great up, Mike. All right, let this nigga go home, man. Right. You got hell time, man. You want to say anything to people? Let them know where they can find you. Find just you. follow us at Hollywood Unlocked. That's all you need to know. And the only Jason oh, Lee. Oh, the only Jason Lee. Yeah, y'all only find Only Jason Lee you'll find on my records. fucking Instagram, Instagram Twitter, Google, Twitter. All that shit. Hey, everybody. Thank you again. Hey. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Head to hotboxingpodcast.com. All right, guys. Until next time, I'm Evan Britton. I'm Mike Tyson. We're out. We're out. Peace. Peace. You know what I love? Maybe more than any other material thing on this planet, I love free stuff. Anytime, anywhere, at the grocery store, they got that little basket of lollipops and stickers. I'm fucking diving in. You know what I'm saying? Well, today, I've got great news. Because if you're a Hotboxing fan, you love Hotboxing merch, and you love free stuff as much as I do, I love it. you have an opportunity to win a free Toad t-shirt or tank top just by heading over to hotboxingpodcast.com slash giveaway to sign up now to win today. Get it, y'all. Head over to hotboxingpodcast.com slash giveaway. Sign up to win your free toad t-shirt or tank top.